Welcome to the Human Design Profiles and Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm your host, Chantal. I'm a 1-3 manifesting generator. I'm a workshop facilitator for service providers and also the author of the Aligned Action Book series, guides for every facet of your small business journey. This podcast is my active learning experiment, trying to satisfy my curiosity of how each of us feels as entrepreneurs. Each episode is a profile of a human design enthusiast slash business owner who's here to share how their personal profile lines influence their business journey. And today my conversation is with Jade, a spiritual life coach, podcast host, and entrepreneur. Her mission is to empower you to break cycles keeping you stuck so that you can live the full life your soul is calling you to, the one of passion, freedom, and fulfillment. Have a listen while today's guest, Jade, a 3-5, shares her story while you read between the lines. Jade, how did learning about the 3-5 profile initially make you feel? Oh, that's a great question. One of the first times I interacted with human design, I was just like, this is all kind of cool, but it's just another thing that I don't have time to learn. It felt like a personality profile. Oh, that's how I interpreted it. I know that's not what it is. And it just kind of fell by the wayside. I don't know when I got back into human design or how, but then I did pay attention. And one of the biggest things that stuck out to me was the mastery over time piece. And it was like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense because I've been on my personal growth journey since 2010. Sometimes it's frustrating because I'm like, I have done so much work. I've done so many things why has this not completely clicked? Like I've seen success with stuff. I've had the results, but I haven't had the results that, you know, a program will tell you, take this program and you're going to be this and read this book and you're going to It's like, I've done loads of these programs. Like I've given up my weekends over the years and not gone out doing this kind of personal growth stuff. What's going on? Right. And then it was, ah, oh. I'm not supposed to get it just like that. I'm not supposed to read a book, do a program. I mean, nobody is supposed to do one of these things, but I mean, you know, do these things mm -hmm. over time and then achieve huge success with it. It's about mastery over time. And it's about me experimenting. That was another piece, you know, because I've tried all these different things and I'm very curious and open and always looking at different ways. And again, it was like, yes, this is how it's supposed to be. And just seeing that was like a complete release and I'm okay. This is how I'm supposed to be. This is literally how I'm designed to be. I remember having that exact same self-talk script playing in my head as I was discovering my human design. And I still do. Six years into knowing about the concept, I'm still like, no, this is how you are. This is written in your chart. There's an explanation for this. <laughs> it feels very soothing to me to have certain elements written down that I can connect with in that way. And it just gives me this level of understanding about my path, which it sounds like you do as well. Yeah, absolutely. A couple of years ago, I actually pulled my son's chart. So he must have been, well, about 14 or 15. Mm -hmm. I was curious. And I always tell this story when I talk about human design because I it was so mind-blowing for me, but I also think it's really powerful, the gift of human design. So I pulled his chart. He's a projector. I'm a generator. And as I was understanding it, I remember pausing and being like, 
oh wow he's not just a lazy teenager <laughs> he's literally not designed to do stuff the way that I am I can go 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 that's my generator energy whereas he's designed to do a thing and also to do it in a quicker smarter way and then have a break and then do his next thing and I actually apologized to him I went and explained to him I showed him his chart and the notes that I'd taken and I said I'm sorry for trying to make you do stuff in a way that is not aligned for you and for thinking you're lazy because actually you're not lazy it's literally how you're designed right that's so cool that you were able to respond to it in that way I have three stepkids and two of them are twins and projectors and I'm reminded of that element of rest very often even though they're preteens they're 12 like they're not going to take that rest on their own (laughs) they're not there yet but I I think about that a lot because the rest of us in this house are all manifesting generators and different paces. That's our energetic way of being in the world. Yeah. Such a gift. And as with many of the things in the personal development industry, imagine how different people's lives would be if they learned this stuff at a young age. One day I had a conversation with somebody that identified as having ADHD and I said I'm just curious like what does that look like for you and they explained it and then the next day I was having this human design conversation and the person that I was speaking to explained the open head center and explained how that shows up and I was like wow what you've just described is literally identical to what somebody described to me yesterday and saying that was ADHD Right. The label is different, but the experience of it is similar. Right. Like, I'm not a doctor. I'm not diagnosing anybody. But all the things that we label and this society, our society loves to put a label on stuff, right? Yes. Is it ADHD? Or I'd be really curious to see your human design chart. And do you have an open head center? And even so yesterday, I learned about a gate, the 952 gate in the human design chart. So I don't have a complete line there. I have a hanging gate nine. And my understanding of this this gate all the way through is that the nine is about you having these ideas and these plans and this vision. And the 52 is about you sitting down and doing the work and getting it done. Well, Mm. I own half of that line. So I have the ideas and the vision. And then I sometimes to sit down and focus and to get it done. Again, that could be interpreted as ADHD, right? Because I can't sit there and focus on this thing that I know I'm supposed to do. I don't have a complete line there. I don't have the energy, the follow through energy always. It takes a really, a lot of energy and effort for me to sit there and focus and do it. Mm -hmm. I just find it so fascinating. And I'm like, if more people understood their human design and looked at it themselves through that lens, would they label themselves as much with having these things wrong with them or shaming themselves or criticizing themselves or putting themselves down it would be a complete different experience you know it's fascinating (laughs) I love diving deeper into it too as you were talking I got curious because 529 didn't feel that familiar to me so I knew it wasn't one of my complete channels either but I I quickly grabbed my chart while you were speaking and I also have a hanging gate nine I don't have 52 and I would say that that's that something that resonates for me for sure as you described it so I'll have to I'll have to look into that <laughs> and the only reason that I know that is not because 
I know that much, that depth about human design is literally because right. somebody shared it and I read it and I was like, oh, that sounds like me and did exactly what you've just did. Went and looked at <laughs> yes, absolutely. Something you said earlier was the first time that you discovered human design, you weren't quite ready for it in a sense, but it only clicked and, and was interesting to you, not too overwhelming on a second pass. And I thought that was really curious because like I'm a three line as well. My three is in the unconscious side, but you have the three in your conscious side. And I'm wondering, cause I have that experience a lot too, with things where I have to be in the right place or the right time to learn something. And sometimes it takes me a few passes to have something click like that. I'm wondering if that's a three line thing that we have in common, like for the, that mastery over time also connects to being in the right place, the right time to take something new in. Is that a pattern for you? Oh, I hadn't um, thought about it in that way. Probably if I sat down and really thought about it, yeah, there'd be more areas of my life and more examples of me doing that. <laughs> and from my spiritual perspective, that's divine timing as well. You know, <laughs> same things, different labels. Made. Sometimes we're shown stuff or stuff is brought up for us and we're not ready to receive it. We're not ready to take it in. And there's some steps that have to go in between. I had the same experience when I set out on my path to qualify as a coach. And I remember that there was this weekend that I was supposed to go and do my first training. And there was, I remember laughing about it, just thinking, are you serious right now? Like literally so many things thrown in my path to the point that I realized, okay, I get the message. I'm not going. I'm um, so hooked onto the next one. It was like two months away from that one. And the growth between when I was first supposed to go on my certification on that weekend. And actually when I did, all of that prepared me for what I sat in that room that weekend. Oh. And home. I can see myself sitting there and realizing I wouldn't have taken in what you're telling me right now, had it not been for the book that I'd read in this period of time and the experiences that I've been through, they were all preparing me. So mm -hmm. it's the same thing, but different. Yeah, I would agree with that. that. That's why I have this show because I'm so curious about how each of the lines actually plays out in our lives and the whole conscious versus unconscious thing too, like how central it feels to us as themes from profile. I feel like profile is all about like how we align to ourselves and, and our relationships with ourselves. And nowhere does this resonate more for me than in my business. I'm curious, what is that like for you? How does the three five-ness show up for you in your business? So it is definitely the mastery over time. A line that I heard a couple of weeks ago was that the slowest growing trees are the strongest. Hmm. I instantly associated to that mastery over time in the personal development space there's lots of hype there's lots of noise there's lots of people claiming that they can do a thing that they know a thing and what that mastery over time piece allows for me is that I, I didn't just sprout up from nowhere I've been here a long time you know one foot in front of the other step by step month by month year by year and with that, deepening my understanding of things, going through my lived life experiences, that's another piece, I believe, of the free five line, like that lived mm -hmm. life experience piece. Earlier, that was also a, oh, now I get why I've been through so much in my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
and putting all those pieces together like a puzzle and integrating that into you and having that ownership it's definitely helped me to learn to trust myself on a deeper level there are things that come through me that I channel through me and because I didn't have a very good foundation of trust in myself and in life through life experiences when I would be receiving this information and these messages I wouldn't know how to trust them it was kind of like am I making this stuff up am I just saying this to make myself feel better like right you kind of don't have a a compass of what's real and what's not and that comes from you know, again my life experiences and things that I've been through I understand that they're trauma adaptations and so in this journey it's like I'm and trying to figure out which pieces to trust it's not that I read it once and got it instantly mm-hmm. like I in and out of my human design so I'll read it absorb it be like oh my gosh I love human design this is so great I get me and I'll pull back <laughs> and I'll move along and I'll come back into it again I'm like oh my god human design why did I leave it so long like this stuff's amazing like I, I get me um, <laughs> so it's lots of this dipping in and out which I also understand is a piece of my human design I think the generator piece of being all in on something so I go all in and come out but that's where the confidence in human design is growing that's where I've got to this place of trusting myself trusting my journey trusting my message that's beautiful many people as I've been recording this show have been talking about the duality of the profile lines almost like each of their profile lines takes a turn and it's interesting because although like I'm aware intellectually that profile lines are made up of two individual lines. I mean, it looks like a fraction. You get two numbers. It's pretty obviously two things. But until I started having these conversations, I never thought about, oh, I'm in my one line. I'm in my three line. I just felt like I was constantly in a new phase of experimenting, but also learning like book learning and life learning together. But you describe it that way too, almost of there being these different phases what does the five line feel like for you? Can I pull my book out? Absolutely. Can <laughs> I ask what book? What book are you pulling yeah. out? People will want to know. <laughs> a human design book by Jenna Zoe. Oh, okay. So this came out a couple of months ago. This was another funny story. So I put it on pre-order and completely forgot about it. And then one day woke up and it's like, you've spent X amount on Amazon. I'm like, no, I didn't. I was sleeping. <laughs> What's going on? I'm like, it's fine we'll figure it out we'll get a refund da, 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 da. and the next day the book showed up oh. and I know that I would have cancelled it because I I didn't need another book at that time but again it's the way the human design dips in and out of my life the universe knew I needed the book so it sent it to me what I really like about this is that it's everything in one place my human design is on lots of printouts of bits of paper so in front of me I've got a, a gate 54 piece of paper and then I've got another thing and then I've got a, a you know a, a stack of it over there the book is nice and neat <laughs> so the three is the experimenter and it says the five is the liberator so I have a save the day energy about me you love to help people whether it's strangers or loved ones because of this you're naturally likable people subconsciously sense that you can help them guide them or lead them there's a whole thing yeah it is me minus the I don't have a save the day energy about me anymore and that's purely through healing a lot of my codependency because Mm. just because you can fix it doesn't mean you should I don't use 
fixed because we're not broken, so we don't need fixing. But it definitely resonates. And also, again, like that matches my career. Being a coach is about helping people. And that's exactly what I'm doing. That's what I think is a really important piece of human design as well. Like it's not a Bible. It's not, well, because you're a, a three, a three, five line and you have these pieces, you know, that's the way you must live. Like take what resonates for you. It's as with anything, because really all of this stuff is about coming home to yourself, standing in your own power and having that trust and that self-worth and that self-love that you can stand on your own two feet without feeling like you need anything outside of you. So if something doesn't resonate with you, again, like take what does resonate, put a twist on it that it does resonate with you. And then it talks about when the two lines come together. So it says you are constantly dancing with life and here to lift everyone up with the findings of that dance. That's my life. I've, as I shared earlier, I've been around personal development since 2010. And one of the things that I share is that it was very different then than it is now. People that were coaches and mentors and those kind of people would be like, these are the steps. This is the way you do this, this and that. And then it's like, da-da. <laughs> right. The promised land. <laughs> yeah. But then me, I don't know, being naive, being gullible. I'm not really sure. A bit of both or just believing in these people would go out and do the things. And then you'd be standing there and be like, hello, this is not what you told me it would be. Right. And what I found is it wasn't very transparent Mm. and not in a deceitful way necessarily. You know, we go through these cycles and these phases in life. That's the way it was. And perhaps that's a huge contributing factor to why the industry's changed the way it is today to how I teach and share which is, look, this is the way, but we have this human conditioning. We often have trauma, have come up against whatever challenges. So it's not always going to be a straight line. And I think that's really important. And I share my own experiences. And that's what this says, you know, findings of that dance. That says to me that I am being authentic. I'm being in integrity, which is super important to me. I don't know if you've ever heard the saying, like, don't ever meet your... Your heroes. That's the one, yes. Meet your heroes. And the reason people would say that is because they would often be disappointed because they've read the book or they've watched the TED talk or whatever. And then you meet the person behind the stage, so to speak, and they're not very nice people. And it's like you're meeting a different person. And I've always felt like, no, I want to be the same person on stage as I am off stage. Like you and I having this conversation here right now, this isn't me putting on an act. This is who I am. If we met in the street, like I'm the same person, you're getting the same energy from me. Unless I'm having a bad day, I'm not as lively. (laughs) But you get the gist. And I think that's really, really important. And that's what this industry and this world actually needs is the integrity and the authentic piece. People are becoming more aware of that. Like you can say words and you can do things, but people sense your energy. Yeah. The way you describe it is very much like, the integration of your life experiences and your spiritual experiences and all of your learning experiences and like how you've really alchemized that into how you coach yourself, like how you experienced coaching and how you now decide to do that with your clients. What are some of the ways that you weave in that theme of alchemy into your work? It's very interesting to use that word because alchemy is actually a part of my profile. So I think 
it's a natural gift. So I'm looking at the gate 54 and it says you deliver a deep transformational impulse, be it in daily life, finances or the spiritual aspect of life. And somewhere else it says about alchemy. Like I have the gift to alchemize and transform things. So I don't, it's not a conscious effort. It's something that comes very naturally to me. It's also a combination of years of work and playing around with things and really tuning in with what feels good for me. Like over the past couple of weeks, uh, I was sensing all of the the universal energies that were going on. There were eclipses and there were full moons yes, and there was this. There, were. And that. <laughs> there was a lot going on. Mm. And I my intention is to contact my email family, like send them an email and let them know what's going on. Like every single week, they didn't get an email for three or four weeks. And it was kind of like, okay, that's how we're going to deal with that. And just being honest and open and transparent with it. Like this is the real of it. This is how it is. That really feels like this, this plays into like the five line theme of, leadership. And I know that guidance must be a really big part of how you do the spiritual life coach deal. Can you tell me a little bit about how that leadership plays out? So I work mostly one-on-one with clients, or at least I have done up until now. I have wanted for quite a while, and it's something that keeps being nudge to me to start a membership so that's something that I'll be looking to launch next year really focused around that community piece and I've recently learned I believe it was through astrology but it was astrology fed through the human design lens the two were connected the community piece is another piece of how I'm wired how I'm designed and so that was really interesting And I'm working on an online program at the moment as well. Years ago, I had a desire to have an online program because, you know, in the coaching industry, that's what you should do. Um, (laughs) But it hasn't been something that's called to me since until earlier this year, I was doing something. And then I just got a complete download of what the program should be, what it should look like, why it should be. So I'm working on that at the moment. So that'll be next year. I will probably still continue to work with people on a one-to-one basis in 2024 and beyond, but it's going to it's going to look a bit different to what it currently looks like. Mm-hmm. We've talked obviously a lot in this conversation about your own personal development journey. Is that mm-hmm. some of what you work through with clients as well? Yeah. In me learning to lead myself, cause that's where it starts, helps me to guide my clients to lead themselves. I don't know if this is part of my human design or if it's just my gift is that I see things that other people don't see. Mm-hmm. So often people are doing the work, they're reading the books, they're doing the online programs, they've listened to podcasts, you know, whatever their, their way of doing their personal development is, but for, for whatever reason, something's still not clicking. And I can very easily see the gaps. And they're, they're usually like really, really small. And that's the missing piece. And helping them to see how to weave it all together Mm-hmm. to apply it to their lives to create the the lifestyle success and the inner and the outer success not just one or the other I'm always curious because like you said coaching is a diverse industry and everyone has their own different 
methods. There's so many different modalities that you probably bring to your work. Is there any other ones that I've missed? Is there anything else that informs your work with clients? So there's the coaching piece. I'm an accredited EFT practitioner. I am a trauma-informed coach. So I bring that piece as well. And yeah, the intuition piece and my natural gifts. And it's just like pulling it all together. The coaching underpins it all, definitely. Being able to take someone from where they are now to where they want to be. That's the beautiful thing about being on this journey is like seeing how it all connects. I've been really intuitive from from a very young age, but like with human design, it's not something we're taught in society. So you're having these experiences and these feelings and these knowings, and there's no one to validate you with that. And it's really difficult, you know, being, being a child can be hard enough anyway. And Definitely. then I'm one of, if not the only brown child in my school. So that adds another layer of it. There's all of these things. And then, yeah, there's no one to validate to explain it. And that's what I found really challenging. And then you kind of blow it off because what else do you do? And one of the things I'm really grateful for with my son is being able to have these kind of conversations with him and being able to tell him to tune into his intuition or as as he calls it his full potential oh. and trusting that over everything I very often say like I will explain something to him and then I would always tell him to check in with himself because even though I'm his mom I'm not always right ultimately mum or not right or not it's about connecting the two pieces together the information and what you know to be true standing your power rather than always needing other people to validate your experiences and what's going on inside of you from something as small as you know what do you think of this outfit or do you like this or do you like that and it seems very innocent on the surface but actually when we look at it at a deeper level it's about needing that external validation and not trusting ourselves right and then every time that question comes up it's an opportunity to build trust with yourself or an opportunity to go further into other people's projections or opinions what you were saying reminded me of how we have to filter through our own lens we might always be taking in but we have to then run it by ourselves yeah, and, and that's so, so important. Going back to the coaching piece, you know, there are many coaches that will teach you that you always need to have a coach. And I I bought into that for many years. And then I got to a stage, and again, this was my inner voice saying to me, no, you need to stop. You need to figure out how to stand in your own power by yourself. And that's a massive thing as well. Like we often know enough. It's not that any of us need more information. The information's out there. It's about integrating and embodying, not it just being something that you do, but it becomes a part of who you are. And that's so, so key. My coach taught me that you're always coaching yourself out of a job. Mm. You're always tuning them back into their own power. With me, for example, being able to go for years without having a coach but still being able to do the work and show up for myself. Yeah. What came up for me when you were speaking was the theme of reorienting to yourself. And it seems like you've been able to really integrate that lesson. And then you also use that theme when you're working with other people. 
Yeah, it's so important. And actually what I heard from somebody recently about human design is that human design was actually created for 2027. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're getting there. <laughs> we are getting there. And um, one of the like changing cross of law. So from an astrology, astrology perspective, that would be like moving from one planet into another. And, and the theme of where we're going into in 2027 is about looking inside of yourself. And again, for me, when I heard that, I was like, wow, this is what I've been being prepared for. Because in all the years of my teaching and my coaching, I've almost been doing the opposite. We're taught to, you know, look outside of ourselves for the answers, for the fixes, for all of the things. And I've been teaching growing in and it's going against the grain. And it's like <laughs> the tide is turning uh-huh. and more people start to get this. I kind of got excited for it because I was like, okay. And in approximately two years, when 2027 comes, mm-hmm. I'll also be turning 40. We are relatively the same age then. I will be just turned 40 when when 2027 hits as well. Yeah. So it feels like an exciting time. And actually, when you start to connect the dots and look at it, and I thought my journey started in 2011, but I can see it started way before that. I've learned that through my own healing journey and then learning about trauma and how it can be created in the womb. And from a spiritual perspective, how some traumas are from past lifetimes, you know, when you put those pieces, it all adds up and it's all going in that direction. And one of the things that I love to share is like about nature. We are a part of nature, like leave nature to get on with itself. Guess what? It all grows. It knows exactly what to do and when to do it. Guess what? So do our souls. It's Mm -hmm. our human that gets in the way of it. That's thinking, oh. I'm turning 40, so I should have done this and I should have done that and I should be married. And if it hasn't happened yet, oh no, I'm doomed. Like, people sit down. Mm-hmm. Also, it's not 1950. We're rewriting the rules. And that's probably connected to human design as well on the deeper levels. It was lovely to chat with you, Jade. I have the custom human design affirmation cards from Glow Glow Juice HD. Christina's made them, they're beautiful. And we'll complete our conversation uh, by drawing a card. So we'll flow into taking a deep breath together, breathing in. And releasing. The card that's come up for us today is, I trust that my experiences serve a great purpose, even the messy ones. How can I honor all parts of my process? I love that card. I feel like that is a perfect summary of what we've what we've discussed mm-hmm. in this episode. How can I honor that? I feel like continuing on the path and the journey that I am, the word messy sticks out and reminds me, I say perfect doesn't exist. Out of the mess comes the most beautiful things if we allow them so keep on going keep showing up because it all comes good in the end and again like with nature over here in the UK we're kind of in a a messy season right now you know the leaves are falling off the trees and there's a mess all over the floor and the trees are bare and that's part of the process trust that it would all come together as it's supposed to as 
often when we look back in our lives in hindsight, it's always all worked out. And or it's just about us getting our human on board in those spaces. <laughs> Speaking of humans, I think those listening will want to connect with you. Where can they go to do that? So I can be found online at I am Jade Stoner. That is everywhere. My website, my social media. Um, I think that's, that's all of the places. I can't wait to see where your human design takes you uh, in the next steps of your journey. Thank you, Chantel. Oh, thank you for facilitating this space.